Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Dr. Travis Perry on the line. What's up, Travis? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks, Michael, for having me. Great to have you here. Uh, it's always good. We talked about this a little bit in the pre-show about finding somebody that is in the similar field that we're both in. And and you talk a lot about work-life balance. You've got a book um, that I want to dive right into. But uh, real quickly, you know, share share your background and, and why you do the work you do. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, I think uh, this is such a great question. My father was about a month away from his uh, 50th birthday. And I was a financial advisor. I was running my own practice two states away. Um, and I got a crazy phone call. Actually, it was about six phone calls on a random Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't exactly remember the date. But in reality, I was just coming home from work and I was bombarded. And I thought, gee, can't everybody wait? Like, this, this is kind of crazy. Um, I answered the phone call, finally talked to my wife. It's just like, your dad just had a massive heart attack on his bike ride. Um, and he's being flown to the hospital. And I thought, oh, he's going to be fine. Everything's going to be just fine. But he died that day. He was a, a fit guy. He rode hundreds of miles uh, a week. Um, he, he, what I thought, lived a, a pretty healthy lifestyle. And it all kind of came crashing down on me. And I asked, why, 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 you know, how, how, how? And being 26 at the time as a financial advisor, my father and his life insurance policy was my first death claim. So I had to help my mother pick up the pieces financially, emotionally, physically, and move her life. And uh, it was it was just such a huge undertaking um, for me that I knew that I needed to look into this, not only for me, right? But once I started to explore what really killed my dad, which I think is stress and a bunch of other factors, but stress is the main one. Um, I really wanted to explore that, learn about it, and then get back to um, business owners, financial advisors, others who are way overworked, who are headed the same direction, and help sound the warning signal, the, you know, raise the flag of, of trying to find balance. So this year, I decided to write the book, Achieving Balance, and people can find that at travisperry.com forward slash book. Uh, so that's Perry with an A uh, forward slash book. And I pre-launched that already and hit number one internationally during COVID nonetheless, um, because I think work-life balance has been turned on its head. So as I've been sounding the alarm, it's all of a sudden just exploded. And congratulations on the book. And I completely agree with you. Uh, it's definitely been turned on its head. And as someone that had his own cardiac event uh, 11 years ago, um, I know what that's like and you know lost my dad earlier this year and i, I think and I had to relocate mom up uh, with my brother and you know move out of a house that my parents lived in for 26 years and uh during the pandemic it was you know late march uh, when just the things were started that we had to do the move and that was an interesting trip to say the least uh, but just the whole uh, everything changing and navigating through all of the 
nuances of closing accounts and opening up new ones and and all of these things that a lot of people don't think about um, come into play. And, and and I think my dad, uh, well, I know my dad, you know, I think stress and wear and tear got him too. He was, you know, obviously considerably older than, than your dad was when he passed, but still, uh, I I honestly feel it was premature uh, for dad to leave. And uh, it, it definitely stress, I think it was a huge component of it as well. And you know, so I'm thankful that you wrote the book. And, and I know when we talked about in the pre-show, there's you know three myths that you highlight in this book. And I want to dive into those. So what are these myths that a lot of people have in mind? And, and what can we do to debunk those? Thanks, Michael. Yeah. So as I was exploring work-life balance, I mean, work-life balance is really a 1980s term, right? And everybody um, has a different definition of what balance really is. So I did a bunch of research on stress and did a master's degree in psychology to understand the mental health and how that connects with your physical health, right? Your brain and how how you um, utilize that incredible organ to be able to have optimal physical health. But I found that as I was exploring stress, um, that it really kept coming back to relational stress. It kept coming back to family of origin stress, or or the you know your current family um, marital relationships and finances, and how those all mix together. As a financial advisor, I thought I was leaving the field to go pursue this career, and it honestly just brought me back. <laughs> and so now I train a lot of advisors and help them understand these three myths. And so to answer your question, the myth that I found that most people number one. Um, it's just the myth of balance, that it's doing everything at the same time. Again, everybody has a definition, a different definition of what balance is, but I think what we can all agree on is that if you try to do everything, even you know, with good intention, um, that's not balance. That's crazy. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's trying to multitask or switch tasks between everything. And as the psychologists have, have told us that it's not productive, it's not great quality. And over time, you're just going to stress yourself out thinking you can do everything. So the real antidote to that myth is really priorities. What are your priorities? Now, let's focus your time in those priorities. And that can work for business. You know, if you're, you're, if you're uh, a business owner and you run something really successfully, well, do the things you really want to do, the things that are really important to you and delegate everything else. Get out of the way of your own success business-wise. But personally, it's kind of that same thing too, Michael. Like we care so much about our health, but how many hours are we actually exercising, sleeping, eating well, meditating, like all the things we know we should be doing, but just aren't. Yeah. And it's one of those things where we oftentimes, when people I talk with, they say, well, I don't have enough time. And if they have an iPhone, I'll ask them, okay, how, especially with the latest operating system, you know, there's a, a time tracking and how much time you spend on your phone. And it's usually in the hours for most people. I said, do you think you could carve out 20 minutes of that six and a half hours you spent on your eye binky and maybe you know, do some light exercises or walk around the block or maybe 20 minutes to do some meal prep instead of ordering the food delivery, which is 
so high in everything you don't want to eat and maybe, you know, put down the phone for a half an hour and, and meditate or relax or just stare at a wall, whatever the case may be. All these things are achievable and can make your life better. And, and the thing about you know, getting your life in a more harmonious state is days and weeks and months and years can flow a little bit differently, but getting in tune with how your life flows can make things so much easier and reduce the stress level. And, you know, even at the time of this recording, you know, I just saw an article from Inc. Magazine uh, shortly before we got on uh, that said 59% of Americans are identifying that today, which is election day in the United States, as potentially the most stressful day they've ever had in their lives. And um, when this episode airs, hopefully we'll know the results of the election and we're not going to dive into any of that today. But it's one of those things where if you have a life that has these built in and scheduled making your life better uh, for you and and the things that you want to do with self-care and taking care of yourself and eating well and being active and all of that, you won't be in that 59% because you can navigate through challenging periods of time because you know how to look for them. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, most of the systems that out there that work is because you set it, you forget it, they're automatic and you know, maybe you need to correct course, correct once in a while um, too much. And you're definitely a control freak. You're right. Uh, But I deal a lot with business owners, financial advisors who can't give up some of that control and they can't allow delegation to happen as a natural process um, or who think that, yeah, if I have a schedule, I'm too rigid. And so my basic philosophy in time management is put the, put the big rocks, and I'm not talking Steve Covey rocks. I'm talking about those things that just need to happen. Um, you know, be like a firm rock and be in place. Keep those appointments you need to keep, but be flexible um, when, you know, necessary. If you're too flexible, you're out of balance. If you're too rigid, you're out of balance and you will feel it. And so most people describe balance to me as more of a feeling of how they recognize where they're at. And a lot of that comes in their stress levels. A lot of it comes in their physical health. Now, stress really does affect our, our, our health. It affects how we deal with things. And right now, the biggest stressor in a lot of people, especially in America's uh, minds, is the, um, you know, the national election. Um, but most of that is totally out of our control, right? We go do our small part, we cast a vote or not. And that's how we deal with it. So most people, if they can learn to prevent the stress, cope with the stress, recognize where these stressors are coming from. And if it's something that they can be a, you know, a part of trying to help towards their goal and their direction, great. If not, most people just need to learn how to let it go, how to live life less stressful. Um, Too many people are staring at their phones and at the news screens right now all day and all night. And quite honestly, that's not going to change the outcome. I've thought about for the first time just not turning on anything tonight after work. Maybe I'll just wake up tomorrow morning and see what happened. Um, but, but it is, this is a mindset of kind of dealing with these stressors. And, and like you mentioned, you know, we'll, we'll know when this episode airs what happens, but I think that could be said for anything in life, Michael, like 
these big stressors a lot of times are distress. There's a difference between eustress and distress. Distress is the bad things, the potential, what could happen. But what about that wedding? What about um, the you know birth of a baby or anything that can happen at work that's good? Like that can be just as stressful. If our body doesn't know how to handle that stress, we may turn to uh, addictions to help um, just basically feed that and and numb us, right? Or and that could be um, any sort of addiction um, or or um, vice that just allows us to get out of that and not have to deal with the anxiety and the stress of what's coming. Um, so in, in all actuality, it kind of just depends on what that stress is, where it's coming from, how we cope with it, which brings me to myth number two. And that myth is essentially, um, I, I used to call this the myth of productivity uh, or the productivity myth. And that is essentially that, okay, let's be productive. Let's, let's be prioritized with our time. Let's be really productive. Um, and that will solve it. And a lot of people, I, I think in the business world, think that way, that if I can just be productive and I'll be, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it all right and I'll still be able to get it done because I'll be smarter than everybody else. The reality is productivity without boundaries is the problem. If you don't have boundaries set up, then you won't be able to handle that stress. And even if you're productive, most end up being just be a, a, a more productive workaholic. And going back to something you said a few minutes ago about delegating um, and doing better. I mean, they kind of go on hand in hand, you know, delegation and I can do it better than anybody else. I was horrible at delegation uh, and it, you know, led me to have my cardiac event, my year of worst case scenarios, the ultimate burnout, everything. Uh, And it's because I wasn't good at delegating. Well, when I went through and reinvented myself, which I needed to do. Most people don't. Most people just have to make some adjustments here and there. For me, I definitely need to reinvent things. When I did that, one of the areas I focused on was, okay, delegation. How do I do it? Understand why it's important to do it. Recognize that there are people in this world that do things better than I can do. And sometimes that's an ego thing. And that can be, especially for a leader, like they, they don't want to admit that. And and they don't necessarily have to, but they can say, look, you know, hire the right people to do things that are better than you. And that's going to be better. It's just, and that's going to allow you to focus on the things that only you can do and prioritization of when you do things and, and scheduling things uh, is, is so crucial. My calendar is as important to me as oxygen. And I say that tongue in cheek, but it's pretty close because it allows me to be able to accomplish a lot of things, but also making sure that I take care of myself as well. And I've shared on my show many times that I color code my calendar and my self-care in quote unquote me time is colored with my favorite color. And the reason why I do that is we naturally see our favorite color faster, at least in my opinion, than other colors. Um, so if I don't see enough of my favorite color in my calendar for the week, there's a problem and I need to course correct and make some adjustments. Now, if I see a week where there's a lot of my favorite color, you know, I'm going to check with myself and I'm like, okay, how am I feeling? Do I feel energized? Do I feel drained? Do I feel lazy? What we do? And, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't spend enough time on is checking in with themselves and seeing how they're feeling. 
you know, what are some things that um, are you're enjoying in life? What are things you don't like? This, you know, election, you know, the, we keep going back to, you know, I'm not stressed about the U.S. presidential election. I'm not stressed about it at all. I'm not going to watch the news tonight. Um, I'm, I'll get up tomorrow morning and see what happens. I'm, I'm more concerned about who wins the register of deeds. I'm just joking. I don't really care about that, but that's on my, it was on my ballot, you know, the register of deeds. So I got my fingers crossed. You know, my world is going to be shaken if that other person wins besides this one. I don't even remember who I voted for at right. the register of deeds, but I did vote for somebody. I do know that. Um, but yeah, end of the day, it's just, you know, productivity is if you have deep work and you focus and you schedule things and you're just working on that and not doing the multitasking stuff that we all fail at, you're going to accomplish more by doing less. And I okay. learned that the hard way, but once I learned that lesson, boy, has it made a ton of difference in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And productivity is key. It's just not the magic pill. And I think that's what I want to uh, get across is that we need to be productive. And I love that you have those, those tips and, and, and tactics to have your favorite color that helps keep you balanced. And that's a, that's a really good tactic. I actually ask my clients to color code all of the different areas of their life and then color code even the things they do at work so they know where, where, where they are and how they compare that against their ideal calendar. Um, I do a lot of that work with my clients. But so I, I 100% agree, Michael. Uh, it's just I had a client who he was killing it in the mortgage uh, world and he literally had uh, like 2000% increase in sales month to month. Um, and he was growing so fast. He was working 75, 80 hours a week. He had five kids at home and, you know, he said he loved and wanted to be with them, but you know, 75 hours a week, what, how much time do you really have to spend with your family, with those people that are going to grow up and leave your home time is ticking away. And so as we, we talked about this, he looked at me and as we got through some of the trainings, like Travis, I love this productivity stuff. This is really, really going to be phenomenal, but I'm now tempted to work longer. Right. And so it's that whole prior, it goes back to those priorities of yes, you know, maybe so maybe you could be a really productive workaholic. And I think a lot of people are. So how do you create those boundaries? Well, part of those boundaries is finding an accountability person, having somebody that can help you. And a lot of times this accountability person tends to be, well, a professional coach, right? This is where I insert TravisPerry.com and say, hire me. Well, kind of, um, maybe. Uh, this is where I say, actually, there's a third myth. And that third myth is that we believe in America, if we can just help ourselves, if we can do it ourselves. In fact, we have a whole industry, it's called personal development. Um, and that that's a, you know, like a $14 billion industry. The reality is that we don't do anything alone. No man is an island, right? You and I are on a podcast together. Could you do this on yourself? Yeah, you, you could, you could chat, you could bring um, guests on, you know, that we're here to help explain more knowledge to your audience. But if you've ever had a coach, and I know you coach and I coach, um, it is a relational experience. And so to help somebody who's had workaholism as a huge problem and they do experience burnout like you've talked about they kind of hit that wall they know that the best thing to keep them from going back to that place of being a workaholic is actually somebody that cares about them the most someone that, that loves them more than anyone else and it's not the coach it's the spouse 
So what I do most of the time, in that my secret sauce, Michael, is actually coaching spouses and you know the, the coachee, the, the couple together on how to keep each other accountable without killing each other. <laughs> so that that person doesn't end up like the mortgage client who said, hey, Travis, I think I'm just going to keep working 80 hours. No, no, no. You ratchet it in. You have somebody that can keep you accountable. But then that person also helps you to be healthy, to have good relationships, and to manage your finances well so that you enjoy living life outside of work more than you do your own work. And that should be fulfilling. Work, you know, I, I'm totally fine with work being your calling professionally. I don't have a problem with that. But what about the other hundred hours outside Mr. Workaholic of what you're doing because there's only 168 hours in a week. Yeah, it's and I'd love that you do that because if if more people did that, um, then you know, a good colleague of mine who is a divorce attorney has had the busiest year of her career, and she's been mm-hmm. at it for a long time. You know, this pandemic has uh, launched a lot of divorces uh, because people just weren't working well together, and they got time together a lot more than they normally did. And it, it really highlighted some challenges. But the fact that you coach on that to help each other be accountable, number one, makes that relationship stronger, but also too, it it keeps things in perspective. And and I love the analogy that you know you, your colleague had mentioned that, okay, now I've learned all these productivity tips. That means I can do 100 hours worth of work in 40. That means I got 60 more hours. Think of what I'm going to do. And especially in the mortgage industry, because I know in talking with other people, that is an industry at this moment has been going absolutely bonkers. bonkers. You know, the, yep. the, the workloads are insane. I know in that industry, they're really having a difficult time because people are buying and moving like we haven't seen in a very long time, which is great for the industry, but there's only so many hours in a day and you can't work all of them. It's not good for your health. It can kill you. It nearly killed me. And I don't want, and you know, the stress unfortunately took your dad early and mine as well. And, um, and it it could happen to you. You think, Oh, that won't happen to me. Um, 50, Okay. 50, 49, 49. Yeah. He was a month yeah. away. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I know that, you know, many, you know, many millennials are having heart attacks before age 40. Unreal. Um, it's, and it's stress and yeah. stress is something you do not flirt with. You don't dance with that uh, person at the, at the club. Don't dance with stress. It's not something you want to <laughs> do. That's for sure. So Travis, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find okay, out more Michael. about you in this book and everything else you're doing? Yeah, TravisPerry.com with an A. Um, and then, you know, the book is right there at the book tab, TravisPerry.com forward slash book. Um, I speak, I consult with companies, who, you know, helps change the culture uh, to, to be more balanced, focused, but real balance, right? Um, and my book is on pre-order right now. That's going to be changing probably by the time this podcast goes live. So if you can go pick it up quickly, um, TravisPerry.com forward slash book. There's a bunch of really cool bonuses there too, Michael. I mean, you can pick it up on Amazon, but if you go to that website, I actually have a whole masterclass. I go into depth on the myths and how to debunk them with more steps, five steps that they can do to become and achieve balance. 
Um, I also have a training on the place that probably kills our productivity and, and raises our stress levels the most, our email. That's the number one place that I hear um, from all of my clients. And I've got a 10-minute video training on how to declutter and master your email inbox. And then I also have an article that they can download of the several ways that they can enjoy getting outside of work and how that actually can help them inside of work to take more vacations. So definitely go to the website so they can download all of those freebies and pick up the book. It's, uh, it's going fast. That's awesome. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Travis, love this conversation. Thank you so much for the work you do and appreciate everything you're doing. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate having me on the show. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.